In Sacred Pleasure, Eisler's, Eisler's thesis and her commitment to this story come together for me toward the end of part one and the beginning of part two. She spends too much time with the non-human species and too much time rationalizing what Dr. Carol P. Christ and Dr. Uh, Marija uh, Gimbuta's archaeologists cite as vulva envy, that is male-bodied persons, horse-riding warmongers who raid and pillage and destroy what they do not know. Dr. Uh, Gimbutas is credited with the Kurgan theory modified by a later step theory. I do not agree, agree with Eisler's uh, attempts to rationalize Kurgan massacres. The author says famine and inclement weather are cause for the suffering dominator culture promotes. I'm talking um, Kurgan and so on. I also do not agree that pain as pleasure is the result of such shifts. From her many examples, I see how dominance can and has produced practices that over time perfected or systematized sexual harm and with the classes of people, majority but not all female bodies governed by fear. Fear is an excellent motivator. Iser leaves an entire continent unexamined. Africa has no inclement weather. I'm not saying patriarchy bypass Africa. No, these ideas are migratory. Just like horses, which native to North America, migrated to Europe and Asia before they disappeared here at home. However, back to aggressive dominators whose legacy is sublimation, sublimation sublimation of female body worth and value. This ideology is shared through economic discourse, trade, war, forced captivity or enslavement, and eventual colonization of a continent. These ideas are planted, sprout, produce a few weedy fields, yet the worlds do not become one. There is a difference, despite the seeming sublim sublimation of indigenous African spirituality. Where these um, ideas grow, though, there has been trouble. These male-centered ideas, these patriarchal ideas, these female sub subjugation ideas grow, there has been trouble. As they do elsewhere, patriarchal ideas displace mat matricentric values but in Africa, I do not think the disruption is to the extent uh, Eurasia is disrupted. However, I am black American. I know in my community systems of dominance are not e I know in my community systems of dominance are not economically feasible. Some black men say they feel disrespected, but the patriarchal mantle is window dressing. I'm trying to think. Oh, shoot. Um, these men cannot support dominator ideologies except through intimidation and custom. But this only works for so long. Most black women wake up and kick the bum out or leave themselves. Eister writes of dominator personalities um, uh, dominator personalities um and, and she also talked about how in 
in in in some families where um there is there is um abuse the children grow up um normalizing that behavior and then either marry into it or become um those people in 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 their adult lives i agree with her conclusions which is why i did something different when the abuse was witnessed by my girls um i'd witnessed my mother submit um and uh and i decided to do something else um my children saw their father hit me once and I was able to get a job and I told him to leave and it wasn't that simple or clean, but the meaning was, was very clear. And eventually, um, he was, he was out of the house. Um, even for the most docile, I think there is a turning point. Um, my children's father, you know, he, he, he must've thought that, I was going to allow him to normalize spousal abuse in my home with my girls. And I know what that looks like because that's the kind of house I grew up in. So it was not going to happen to another generation uh, along my mother line. Um, It is unfortunate, though, that my older daughter, who was about six or seven then, she lived something very similar to what I lived and what my mother lived. And um, unfortunately, we didn't talk because um, if she would have wanted some support, I could have supported her and, and offered her some resources. Um, but my younger daughter, when she felt that this relationship was not healthy, she ended it. Um I didn't have a mother to call. But anyway, back to the text and Pan-Africa. Um, I don't know of such vile practices as the ones practiced mentioned in Athens in Africa. I don't know if that stuff happened, but it sounded pretty horrendous what was happening to the women. Um, enslaved, free, married, prostitutes. I mean, it just sounded horrible. Um uh, Africa has 54 countries, and um, and I don't know of any rapist deities or their female deities that support these rapist male deities. When I think about Oshun, Yemanja, Olakun, Eshu, whose large penis is not feared, I wonder why Eisler only mentions Asar and Aset, or in Greek, Isis and Osiris. Hammurabi is also given a pass. His laws supported misogyny. Isis spends a lot of time with the victors, those male-bodied persons who rewrote scripture and with it deleted women's lives. That she took a moment to say, hey reader, this is what I believe, like she comes back, like she mentions the um, the partnership model in the beginning of the book, and then she comes back in the beginning of the second part, I guess, so we, because we probably don't remember it by the time we wade through all of this horror <laughs> that is that is the female, um, you know, once once she loses her 
her goddess status. It's just like, oh my God, it's terrible. So anyway, um, I remember when I uh, <laughs> saw on the web, on the uh, in Canvas, the um, the partnership discourse. I didn't know what it was related to, but now I do. Um, uh, I don't see this idea that is partnership as the key to restoration of sacred sexuality. Um, unlike Sonia Renee Taylor, no one outside the Academy knows Eisler. I mean, she's famous, you know, the chalice and the blade is a famous book, but you know, it's not like, it's not a part of the parlance. I don't think, um, Eisler, not Eisler's not trending nor has followers. Well, maybe she does, but if, she is serious. There have to be opportunities. There have been opportunities from the Me Too movement to Black Lives Matter to the increase in sexual trafficking for her to step into the public light and offer insight on how we can both protect the innocent while at the same time celebrate our bodies safely. Um, uh, in 2024, what Eisler writes should no longer be true, but it is. Rape culture is still a thing. Old men are still marrying children. Women or female body people are still being harassed and bullied. Um, when uh, Rianne Eisler shares her argument or thesis, that is only as we, quoting her, only as we again shift toward a more galantic or partnership-oriented way of living, thinking, and loving, that we can heal this rift is her commitment clear. But then, you know, it's like, okay, that's nice. But what are the tangible outcomes of this particular um, argument? Um, 